Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello my loves and welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch. I am super glad as always to have you here today. I do hope that you have been listening in on all the new episodes. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and follow so that you do not miss a new episode. Um, Today's episode is related back to the previous episode, so if you want, you can skip back to that one and catch up or listen to this one first. I don't know that it matters, (laughs) but either way, they complement each other and they go together very well. And they also relate back to the episode about, um, which is, I guess, three back, two back before the last one, (laughs) about being a scientist of your own life. So I've been into the science lately um, and studying it and just listening to it and enjoying it. And part of that, you know, led to the episode about being a scientist of your own life and approaching it with curiosity and compassion and testing out different things. And then I talked about, in the next episode, neuroplasticity, which I've talked about many times, but specifically, you know, why we get a little anxious and frustration around feelings of failure and learning when we're confronted with with new learning and, you know, information, new skills, whatever it might be. So this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about dopamine. Again, just a novice I'm not a scientist <laughs> I, I I am fascinated by dopamine as someone who has uh, both ADHD and restless legs which are both functions although I think separate areas maybe of the brain don't know about that would have to ask a scientist um, but they're both you know related to insufficient dopamine levels um, so it's it's very interesting to me and I have learned and read a lot about it over the last couple of years and and how it affects us and I find it very fascinating and I plan to to learn more about it I specifically listened to an episode of that podcast that I've been on and on about the Huberman lab um, about dopamine and so there were some things just again I'll general principle them to you because the episodes are usually like two hours um, about dopamine that I thought particularly would be helpful to um, those of you who who follow this show and who are interested in, you know, working on your mindset and anxiety, confidence, and dealing with perfectionism and things like that. And it fits really nicely into, you know, talking about learning new new skills and challenging things that we talked about last week and, and being a scientist of your life and figuring out what works for you because you know dopamine is is a great thing (laughs) it it gives us our motivation to do things but you know as I talked about in my episodes my previous episodes on motivation it you know there are some things that automatically give you dopamine and those systems are kind of some of them are hardwired but then there's individual variants and there's also people who may have 
certain conditions like myself that don't have a lot of dopamine. And so I think it's important to know a bit about this, even though it's might be a bit sciencey, but just to be aware of this chemical in your brain and how it's working and how it might affect you. It's, it's in, also interesting for me as a coach because of, you know, we talk a lot about your thoughts, create your feelings, which lead to your actions, which generate your results. And um, I've heard different, or at least one other coach talk about this when people have asked about, you know, certain physical conditions, like, hey, like, for example, thought work is much more difficult at certain points of, of my cycle. Right. And, and like, so how is that my thoughts? And, you know, she had some interesting things to say about that. And I, I think the more that I listen to it, you know, I, both the, the things that are happening in our body can affect our thoughts and our thoughts can affect the things that are happening in our body. <laughs> so there may be some points at which that's a, a chicken and the egg type situation. And it doesn't really matter. Um, I think for the most part, it's important to understand that basic principle especially when you're looking at your life, like you're not just, life's not just happening to you and you feel what you feel and that's, there's nothing you can do about it, right? It is your, it is your thoughts and there are ways to look at that. But also like, for example, as someone who has depression, you know, and I, I've mentioned before working with my psychiatrist, it was my psychiatrist, the person who gives me medication that said, you know, working with a therapist or with, with a coach was going to be the most beneficial thing for me. So it's true that, you know, you have or you can have these different things in your brain, right? Chemicals or the way your brain's set up that create these these atmospheres that, for, that create depression, right? A chemical imbalance, which is what depression is. Um, but it's also very important to watch your mind and how you think, right? Because as I know, um, I get cyclical depression each month and, you know, your thoughts all of a sudden start piling in on it and it makes it worse, right? If, if I, it's taken me a long time and I still, it gets into it every month before I realize that I've hit that point, which I don't, I'm not sure why, cause I do have trackers and I, I'm like, you're tracking this, but it's, it's at the moment where a thought will pop into my head like everything's falling apart this is a mess that I'm like oh I am I'm 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 having my depression um is worse because that's not normally a thought that I that I have um and does it help to know that it's the depression yes and that I have the tools yes am I automatically no longer depressed when I realize that no <laughs> so I think it is important to know, you know, that your thoughts are the most important component and that even if you have an issue, that in addition to, you know, medication, that there are, you know, therapies and behavioral things, thought work things that you can do. And it may be a combination of all those things that help. And then, of course, even if you don't have you know, a chemical imbalance, there are the hormones and things that go on in your body that can trigger for you mindsets and thought patterns that you have. And if you're not realizing that you have them, you're not changing them. Even if you're working to change them, if you're not realizing that something may, you know, be a trigger for you, 
it, it could be like like with me it might sneak up on you and you're you're already struggling before you realize like oh okay you know I need extra self-compassion and care during this this time because I might I'm struggling with my depression and again like I said it might not even be it doesn't have to be to a clinical level um you know all these things are on spectrums I even read an entire book about I've mentioned my interest with narcissism before about narcissism and how that's on a spectrum like we all have it you need some levels of it um, but it can get to a level you know that is a clinical diagnosis and has health unhealthy side effects just like anything else so um, with dopamine for example like we all have dopamine (laughs) and we may have differing levels but it may be important to know how this is working in our brains and how it may have helped shape some of our thought processes so that it doesn't just automatically trigger these thoughts and that we just go with them maybe and believe them right so that was a long way around to get back to (laughs) the topic but essentially dopamine as we said is is a chemical that's responsible for you know motivation and and it does connect with like things that we find pleasurable one of the interesting things i heard as i was listening to the the different things on um dopamine is that like they they took these rats and they they turned off the the dopamine in some of them and so while they still experienced pleasure when they ate food like it still set off the pleasure um, portions of the brain. They um, they had no motivation to actually go do it, anyways. They still didn't want to do it, and they starved. They would they would starve without that to motivate them. So that tells you one how powerful that is. That also gives you insight <laughs> into the lives of anyone you know who's struggling with like ADHD. That's you know people are like yeah we all have to do things we don't want to you just do it like no you don't you don't understand I don't have the same amount of dopamine you do so if no dopamine means like I don't even care if I eat or not and actually sometimes you know even people with ADHD can get like that like forget to eat so it's a it's very important (laughs) to have this it helps with motivation and you know we need that in our lives, right? To push us to, to eat, to take care of ourselves, to pursue things. Um, that's, I think, a helpful part of, of growing and learning is, is having some some kick, some move towards that. You got to have some. Um, but I've also talked about in my motivation episodes not to rely on that, right? Because it's not always going to be there. And so that's one of the important things to, to know about dopamine is motivating yourself when you don't have that there and we, we've talked about you know that before in, in different episodes really digging into your whys for doing things um, but also and I have talked about this before but now that you know kind of this connects with your motivation it's really important to learn and build up this dopamine release from the process from the learning experience and not just the goal or the end result so like I said that ties back into the failure and frustration episode right if if you can connect that like oh hey I'm I'm getting that 
failure, frustration, anxiety type feeling. This is a good thing. I'm making progress here, right? So you can work with your thoughts and with your body to say, hey, this, I, I enjoy this. This is good news, right? I'm failing and I'm frustrated. This is good. Like, isn't that amazing? If you can tap into that and, and have your brain be, be like, hey, I'm motivated, right? I'm getting the motivation chemicals to do this. This is a good thing. So connecting it to that and then, you know, rolling that back into being a scientist, like you're curious and you're testing these things and you're interested in the process of, of learning whatever the skill or habit or new thing is, not just for the end result, right? Not just to be an expert at it or be a master of it or, you know, share it with others or whatever the reason is you want to learn it not just to get there but to enjoy the whole process so that you don't just get a hit of dopamine at the end right you get it all throughout and another important part about that and about the way dopamine works is when it's connected to just like a singular event like it's just a spike or just a, a uptick like oh, yeah, I just, you know, I had this goal set, I just achieved this big goal, and you get this big surge of dopamine. Well, when dopamine goes up like that, when it comes back down, it actually goes below your baseline level. So that means after that great feeling, and you're like super excited that you reached that goal, there's going to be a period of time where you feel worse than you did before. And I think this is super important. Um, for for more than one reason. One, as I was just tying it in there, it's important to understand that because it's going to just be that hit and then drop low if you are only tying it to that one point, right? If you're not experiencing it during the way, during the process or the journey. But also knowing that because there's still nothing wrong with being excited and having like your body respond to achieving a goal, but you want to remember that it's going to drop back down for a while so that your thoughts, right, aren't affected by that. And that is something that I think many times we don't know. I didn't know that before. And like I said, I've read about dopamine. I'm very interested in it, but I didn't know that it dropped back down that low. So for me, that immediately, and this is me, this is not from that episode, but made me think about things that I've experienced and clients I've experienced where, you know, you have this goal and you finally get there. And, you know, we've talked about this. You're so excited and you make it, but nothing changes. And it's because your thoughts haven't changed, right? If you had this goal hoping that it was going to make you happy or make you more confident, you know, the, none of those things came to fruition because that's about your thoughts and achieving those goals usually don't change our thoughts. We just thought that they would. <laughs> but, you know, in addition to that, now you've got a drop in this this positive feeling, this positive, this good chemical in your brain, and you're feeling worse. So, you know, that could be very, very depressing and very sad. Like, can t- and can set those thoughts off to it where it's like, you know, I'm still not good enough. 
or yeah, I did this, but I didn't do it right. I didn't do it enough. I did. I could have done it better, you know, and that's what sets us off into those thoughts, right? That might be our mindset. It doesn't create that mindset for us. That's a mindset we have. But if we're not aware of that and how that, you know, may have come to be and how we get into that low feeling, it's going to make us believe that, right? Like, oh, I, I, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good. I suck, right? Like connecting that type of feeling to those thoughts and being like, you know, what's, well, what's next, right? That I need the next goal. The next goal is going to, is going to do it, right? And so in a way you do have motivation to get to that new goal because you don't have the good feeling anymore. You're chasing it, <laughs> chasing that dopamine. Um, but it's going to be, again, another letdown because dopamine is meant to rise and fall. Um, but also because your thoughts don't change. So when you hit that point where you're feeling down after a period of feeling really great, you know, it's really going to pile in, right? It, it's when it starts, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> so if you're feeling down, that does tend to make all the negative thoughts that you have come to the surface. So I think it's important for you to know that anytime that you have a spike in dopamine, that there may be a fall after it so that you can realize that, right? And be aware like, oh, okay, that's why, that's why these, I, I may be having these thoughts, right? And I've not regressed in my, in my positive, you know, thinking or in, in, in retraining my brain to, to these new thoughts. It's, it's just, you know, this temporary, temporary environment, this temporary situation has triggered those thoughts again. And you're aware of it. And now you can be like, Oh, okay. Right, you can experience that, that physical low feeling without adding thoughts to it, without adding a story and narrative. Right. And maybe even it is to some extent adding one, you have a better one now. And that is, oh, okay. Well, my body experienced a surge in dopamine and now it's going back down. <laughs> it's below the level, but it will come back up to its baseline. You know, and and I will return. It's a normal process. This is going to be okay. And I think that that's important to be aware of that that's going to happen so that, you know, you can avoid going into the negative thoughts and, and really engaging with them and believing in them because then that's going to just prolong that feeling and prolong, you know, those feelings and actions back in line with those feelings and those results. So it's good to, to be aware of that. And also having that knowledge to work on, you know, raising, I guess, your baseline and things that might raise your baseline. That's a, that's a lot of science um, that I'm interested in learning more about, raising the baseline. But also, you know, connecting, again, that dopamine to not just the outcome, but also the process so that you enjoy you know, that challenge and that process. And it's not just this big hit of dopamine at the end. So I think that, like I said, that ties in very nicely to being a scientist and being open to experimenting and learning and facing challenges and failure and frustration, because we've learned now that these are good things. And we can, as we start to think of them as good things and 
we can train our brain to think of them as good things and get these systems all on board. And then to know that, you know, if or when we have a low point, it it's not that we have done something wrong, right? We have those frustration, frustrating points when we're learning something new. We have low points in overall maybe mood when our dopamine has dropped below baseline and we just need to give it time, a little patience and compassion with ourselves until it comes back up. And those are, that's important for, you know, awareness and interacting with yourself in a curious and compassionate way and noticing how these things work and moving away from, you know, judging and blaming and criticizing yourself and assuming that it's, again, that, that you, there's something wrong with you, that you're not good enough, that you've failed or that you can't do something when, you know, it's really just different experiences that you're going through. And as we many times do, we're not connecting with them. We're just trying to interpret them as best we can in our, in our minds. And that sometimes leads us to our own interpretations, which can be very negative. Um, we've talked about the science behind negativity bias and confirmation bias and how those work together. So I hope that, you know, that science helps you understand the importance of, of leaning in to the journey and enjoying challenges and, and things that, that come as you are, are learning new things and experiencing those and, and connecting that in your brain as a positive thing and then also helping you, you know, with understanding that, that things do fluctuate. Your dopamine might fluctuate, you know, your anxiety might be worse at different times. Um, when you're tired, it's sometimes more difficult to deal with your emotions in general and so your thoughts as well, right? If if you're too if you're too tired. So these things again, they don't mean any anything has failed or gone wrong. It's just something to be aware of. Like, oh, it's not true that my life is falling apart. Maybe I just didn't get enough sleep last night. Um, maybe I've had a do- drop in dopamine or, you know, it could be a number of things. So it's it's good to open yourself up to other explanations, right, than the ones that many of us tend to go to, and it's just that there's something wrong with us. I will add another little thing um, that they mentioned about dopamine that was very interesting in that spiking effect, um, and I wish I could remember the guest's name because the guest was talking about it, and I really hate that I forgot her name. Um, I might try to link to that episode or at least put the specific dopamine episode I listened to. But she was talking about, you know, that spike and especially with like scrolling through social media and, and, you know, the different things that we scroll through, the videos and the posts and things like that. But when you see something, right, that you really like and it spikes that dopamine because it's falling on the other end, it spikes, goes up and it's falling. Even if you were to see something after that, that normally you would have been interested in, that you're less interested in it because you just had that spike and it's going away. So that's also very interesting to to keep in mind, especially because many of us, like we scroll, right? We, We scroll when we're bored, we scroll to distract, 
you know, we're, we're just always scrolling, scrolling. And so that's creating these dopamine spikes that are that lead to essentially less satisfaction or I would say more dissatisfaction, whichever way you want to look at it, with things that we might normally find interesting or, or pleasurable. So, you know, you would be on that downside for not just those further interactions with social media, even though that's how the studies were showing it and that's what they were looking at, but, you know, anything that you're interacting with after that is, is going to be in that lower point for you. So you're going to be perceiving that, you know, as maybe less interesting than you would have if you hadn't had the spikes that you were getting or whatever spike you got from scrolling through social media to start with. So, you know, that's interesting to me because if, if you go to something for a dopamine spike, like social media, or there's uh, many other things, it kind of actually sets up for you to feel worse afterwards because you're going to drop back down below your baseline. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Another thing to keep in mind when we do things to, to chase dopamine, which we all do because <laughs> that's how we're wired, but just to be aware of that and that might lead to, hey, maybe I don't want to do this right now because I'm about to do something else later and I, I want to enjoy that and put my focus there, you know. And so not just I don't want to distract myself right now because just because you're scrolling social media doesn't always mean that you're distracting or numbing, right? It could mean that, but sometimes you might just be like, hey, I've got some time to kill. I'm going to scroll on social media. But just being aware of the effects that they might have. I'm not saying never do it. I don't, I, w- I wouldn't say that I never do that, although I have changed my consumption a bit um, since learning this information. And really, like, I think we, we all kind of have a general sense that sometimes we feel kind of weird after we finish scrolling or watching a bunch of funny videos on TikTok and then something does kind of just feel off not really having an explanation for that so now I do right so now if I want to scroll through and watch some videos I can right but I just am aware of how I might feel after that so I'm prepared for that or I choose like not to like eh, I don't really want to get that dopamine in that way right now so it's not about not doing certain behaviors but it's just about understanding um, our mind and and our brain and things that different ways that it works and how things affect us so that we can make informed you know intentional choices we talk about that a lot living with intention you know if you still choose to do that and you're like hey it'll be a fun roller coaster ride of dopamine by all means enjoy throw your hands up scream ah that makes roller coasters more fun to me make sure you scream um (laughs) but you're, as long as you're choosing, right? You're like, oh, I, I see what, why I'm doing this. I, I know the effects that it has and I'm, I'm choosing this and why I'm choosing it. So that is just a little extra on dopamine there. But in general, I hope that this has helped, you know, these, these last several episodes for you to understand the different ways that your brain works and that, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. There's just different things different systems set up to be aware of and that you can learn to to work with and be aware of and and 
live with that awareness and that intention. So as always, if you want to work with me as your coach and learn how to apply the things that I teach to your life, you know, your actual real life and not just general examples, then I would be happy to talk to you. We can do a consult. Um, also, hopefully by now, the Q&A portion's up. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on a future episode, you can drop that there. And just any feedback or that you have, a topic you'd like for me to talk about, I'd love to hear about that. And if you're enjoying the show, um, please you know like, subscribe, follow, so that you don't miss any new episodes. And a five-star rating or a glowing review <laughs> would be great. Not for me, um, but to help you know, raise the show in the algorithm, algorithms, algorithms, so that other people can, can find it. And I appreciate your time today. And I look forward to hearing from you about, you know, your experiences with this information and and how it's changed your life. And I hope that you have a beautiful day.